Welcome in everyone to another episode of the Lucky Shots podcast. I'm Ricky Larson and today we continue our fantasy draft analysis with the running back position. Some of the same names that always pop up but we have some new faces in new places and we will see how that affects the draft capital of this all-important position. So without further ado let's hop right in. Alright, so let's start out in Tier 1, where we have five guys that separated themselves from the rest of the pack last year. We begin with none other than Christian McCaffrey. I know he was most people's number one overall draft pick last year, and he burned you last season due to injury, but look at the stats that he put up in the few games that he actually played. He played three games, but every game he scored 20 plus points and averaged over 30 points per game. In 2019, he had north of 2,000 yards and 19 touchdowns, so we know what he is capable of when he is healthy. Don't let last year scare you off. He should be healthy this year, and again, should be the top pick of the draft in my opinion. Dalvin Cook was a monster last season, chewing up fantasy points each week. He accumulated 1,500 yards and 17 touchdowns on his way to be the number two scoring running back on the year with 298 points scored. On average, he was ranked number three with 24.1 points per game. He had eight 20-plus point games, which was second in the league, and only missed two games due to injury. He scored at least one touchdown or more in all but three weeks. He had four multi-game multi-touchdown games and eight 100-yard rushing games with two of those or one of those being a 200-yard performance. He was a dominant force and nothing could change or nothing should change this coming season. What would fantasy football be without fantasy powerhouse and end-of-season heroics from Derrick Henry? Henry was last year's leading rusher putting himself in elite company of the 2,000-yard rushing club. Along with that 2,000 yards, he scored 17 touchdowns, ranking him third overall in fantasy points with 298.1. He was just below 20 points per game, ranking fourth in that category. He had seven 20-plus point games with six multi-touchdown games, 10 100-yard rushing games, and three 200-yard rushing games. Tennessee doesn't have the most potent passing game, and that always favors the Yeti, Derrick Henry. Alvin Kamara is the ultimate fantasy running back. He is great on the ground and through the air, which makes him a deadly pick for your fantasy squad. He had 900 yards and 16 touchdowns on the ground, along with 83 receptions and 5 touchdowns through the air. All of this made him the top running back in fantasy football last season. Without Drew Brees, there is a possibility that his involvement in the passing game could decrease. However, he is a huge talent, and he can stack up 20-plus point games on a consistent basis, as he led the league last season with 9. Don't pass on the chance at those kind of numbers from week to week. The Cleveland Browns love their running backs, so much so that not only do they have one solid fantasy running back, they have two. Nick Chubb, however, leads the charge for the Cleveland backfield and has worked his way into the top tier. Even without playing a full season last year, 
missing four games due to injury, he ranked in the top 15 for points scored with 190.9, and he had a top 10 season performance in average points scored with 17.4. He averaged one touchdown per game that he played, and the fact that he has to split carries with Kareem Hunt makes some shy away from drafting him high, but you shouldn't. If you watched last year, the two running backs actually complemented each other and both played better when they were both healthy and on the field. Chubb is a solid running back one and should be one of the top picks in this year's draft. Tier 2 has a lot of talent and consists of a few more than just five running backs. The first one to cover is David Montgomery. He is a dice roll in this second tier, however. If you were his owner last season, you had to suffer through most of the year with his performance. It wasn't until late in the season, when it really mattered, that he turned it on. He scored one touchdown the entire season, but when fantasy playoffs rolled around, he piled up seven touchdowns in five weeks. This stat line launched him into the top 10 for fantasy running backs with 236.6 total points. He also bumped his average up to 16.9, landing him in the top 10 as well in average. That late season performance and the hope that he can build on it is why he finds himself in Tier 2. Chris Carson had the opportunity to find himself in Tier 1, but he had an agonizing season last year riddled with injuries and uncertainty. When he played a full game, he didn't disappoint, but most weeks he could either be a last-minute decision or he could go down early in the game. Altogether, it was still an okay year as he finished with nine touchdowns and 177.5 fantasy points. Because of what he can do, like his 25 point game against Miami, he is still a solid option. If he stays healthy, he can give you close to 20 points a game and sometimes even more. Hey, it's the Cowboys year. I mean, probably not but it does look a lot better for everyone involved with Dak Prescott being back. That includes Zeke Elliott. Zeke had five touchdowns in five weeks before Dak went down, then didn't score a touchdown again until week 17. Zeke contributes to how well this team can play and how much he touches the ball. Dallas went through a lot last season with injuries and it affected everyone. Zeke put up career lows in yards with 979, yards per carry with 4, and touchdowns with only 6. This led to a slower fantasy year as he was 10th in points with 208.6 and 15th in points per game with 14.9. He is obviously a great talent at running back, and with the team at full strength, I see Zeke having a routine 1,000 yard and scoring you 15 points or more per week going into this season. Sticking in the NFC East, Saquon Barkley slips to Tier 2 for me. Most people believe that he is still in the top tier and a top pick running back, but I beg to differ. Besides going down to injury last season, he wasn't performing well to start the year. In Game 1, he had 15 carries for only 6 yards. The only thing saving his fantasy day that game was that he had six receptions, but still a less than average game for him. And after a season ending injury, I think it will take him a few weeks to get back to full strength when the season starts. 
The Giants are a team that stuck in games last year and are continuing to build. And I think Saquon will eventually bounce back this season and make the Giants and your fantasy team competitive. Josh Jacobs is a player that is a borderline top tier to me. He has yet to play a full season, which in fantasy football causes some problems. But last season, he was in the top 10 for points scored by a running back with 210.4. He racked up five 20-point games and averaged 15 points per game, which ranked 14th. With over 1,000 yards and 12 touchdowns last season, he is an essential part of the Raiders' offense, which makes him essential to your fantasy squad. Green Bay is a land of uncertainty this season, but for Aaron Jones, it's been like that since last season. Jones is a heck of a talent and a heck of a player to have on your fantasy team, but he is very underutilized by the Packers. You want to know, or do you want to know why he is still vital to the Packers' success and your fantasy team's success? He was number five in both points scored with 240.4 and points per game with 18.5 in fantasy last season all while he was being taken out in key situations by the Packers and replaced by another running back. He racked up 1,100 yards, which ranked fourth in the league, and 11 touchdowns, so imagine if the Packers utilize him effectively this season. All of that being said, he is still a star if you draft him. We end Tier 2 with another player who missed a lot of fantasy the fantasy season last year due to injury, Austin Eckler. Despite his missed time last season, he was still a top 10 in the average points per game with 16.4. He is involved in the passing game as well, where he hauled in 54 receptions and can be a game breaker when, it, when given the chance. In 2019, he had 11 total touchdowns, 550 yards on the ground, but 92 receptions and nearly 1,000 yards receiving. If he is there when, you, uh, when your pick rolls around, you cannot pass him up. Welcome to the largest tier of running backs, Tier 3. These running backs are ones who should stick on the board a little longer, but can still be beneficial to your fantasy team. If you wanted to build your team in other parts, uh, say you wanted to start in wide receiver and build that up before you go elsewhere, start looking for these players in the middle rounds. This spot was originally slated for Cam Akers as he broke out last season uh, with some huge performances, putting up a 171-yard game and a 131-yard game in the playoffs. However, news broke not too long ago that he tore his Achilles, effectively ending his sophomore season before it even starts. Hopefully for him, this injury doesn't derail his career and he can bank it back next season. However, his replacement in the top 20 is another sophomore running back who looks to be the head of the backfield for Baltimore this season, J.K. Dobbins. Dobbins wasn't utilized overly last season, only ranking 31st in total points with 140.5. However, he made an impact when the ball was in his hands. Even with limited touches, he put nine touchdowns on the board, over 800 yards rushing, and averaged six yards a carry. This season, Dobbins is slated to be the running back one for the Ravens, and he has the chance to make a bigger splash in year two. 
If utilized well, he is a running back you could pick up in the later rounds, and he could give you the output of a first-round pick. Another rookie running back who had to prove himself last season and didn't get a full load until later in the year was Jonathan Taylor. Taylor ran for 1,100 yards and 11 touchdowns last season, ranking himself 7th in total points scored by a running back with 214.4. He also ranked in the top 15 in points per game with 15.5. He definitely found his place in the offense, and if the Colts give him more opportunities this season, he will light up the scoreboard for your fantasy team. Joe Mixon has been a staple of what a middle-tier running back looks like for the past few years, and this year is no different. He only played in six games last season and didn't help your fantasy team much if you had him. But if you look at his previous seasons before, he was a thousand yard rusher and he isn't really a big play guy, he isn't a touchdown eater, and he can give you a consistent line from week to week. The biggest concern drafting him is the fact that the team looks like they are going to head more to a pass heavy direction, which could cut into his production as he hasn't been very involved in the passing game. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire was a surprisingly high pick at running back in the last season's draft. And after his week one performance of 138 yards and a touchdown, it looked like the right move. But for the remainder of the season, all you got was mediocre play. He finished 19th in total points with 176 and gave you a decent line from week to week, ranking 22nd in points per game with 13 and a half. He is also a Kansas City Chief, a team that will throw the ball more than they run. And he wasn't involved much in the passing game last year, only hauling in 36 passes. Clyde showed a little bit, but he is a running back that you may have to pump the brakes on your expectations if you draft him. From 0 to 100, Raheem Moster is an absolute dynamite player with the ball in his hands. He had an 80-yard touchdown reception in week one, an 80-yard touchdown run in week two, but he was also bitten by the injury bug, keeping him sidelined for most of the season. The only reason that he sinks into the middle tier is the fact that you don't know if you can count on his health throughout the year. If you do bet on him this season and he stays healthy, you have a guy who could give you big game after big game and give your fantasy team a much needed boost. DeAndre Swift is yet another sophomore running back who had to wait his turn last season and made the most of it when the time came. Even after being shunned for a bit after dropping a game-winning touchdown in week one, he put himself into the top 20 of running backs last season. He ranked 20th in total points with 173.8 and 17th in points per game with 14.5. While he only had one 100-yard rushing game last year, he had six games with a touchdown, racking up two games with two touchdowns, totaling 10 touchdowns on the year. He solidified himself as the top back in Detroit and could be valuable to your team. I don't think anyone has forgotten the Thanksgiving Day game last year where Antonio Gibson ran for 115 yards and three touchdowns, especially if you were his owner that week. 
Gibson solidified himself inside the top 15 last year and proved to be an essential piece of Washington's ground game. He gained 795 yards and tallied 11 touchdowns, finishing in the top 15 for total points with 193.1 and 16th in points per game with 14.8. However, he isn't involved in the passing game as Washington would sub him out for J.D. McKissick in passing situations. So if you draft Gibson, you have to expect mostly numbers on the ground and not a lot more. Miles Sanders wraps up our top 20 for the running backs in this season's draft, and he is definitely a valuable piece on your team, especially if he falls in the draft. He is only he only played 12 games last season, but still was nearly a thousand yard rusher and added six touchdowns. He also kept himself near the top 20 with his performances as he ranked 20th in points per game with 14.2 and 22nd in total points with 170.4. With a fully healthy season, he could be a game breaker. Last season, he had back-to-back weeks with a 74-yard touchdown run and a few weeks later broke off an 82-yard touchdown run. He is explosive and can be a high-value pick in these middle rounds. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks for tuning into the show. Tune in next time where we take a look at the league's top wide receivers and how you should strategize for them going into the draft. I am Ricky Larson. This has been the Lucky Shots Podcast. Thanks for watching, and we'll see you next time. Brand new banger. Thank you for listening to the Lucky Shots Podcast.